Dear Dave and Jane, time flies. Both of you have left Hong Kong for about a year. My children miss you a lot, especially for their summer visit in France. You are such great friends. I know you really love Hong Kong and are especially interested in what I have been doing at the Legislative Council recently. You must be aware, political reform is still one of the major issues under heated debates in Hong Kong. It is not controversial that Hong Kong should head towards universal suffrage in 2017, and the CE should be elected by one person, one vote, if the political reform proposal can be passed. Yet there are huge differences in the nominating methods of the CE candidates. From my point of view. The most effective way to reach consensus for political reform is to base on the provisions in the Basic Law concerning universal suffrage, as well as the decision of the National People's Congress in 2007, which, for the first time, mentions a timetable for Hong Kong universal suffrage. Article 45 of the Basic Law says. The method for selecting the chief executive shall be specified in the light of the actual situation in the Hong Kong SAL, and in accordance with the principle of gradual and orderly progress. The ultimate aim is the selection of the chief executive by universal suffrage, and upon nomination by a broadly representative nominating committee, in accordance with democratic procedures. End. According to the decision of the MPCC in 2007, it is suggested that the nominating committee may be formed with reference to the following four sectors: first, industrial, commercial, and financial; second, professionals; third, labor, social services, religious, and other sectors. And the fourth are political sectors, including the legislative councillors, district councillors, etc. As this MPC decision mentions the reference to the above four sectors as fundamental basis for the nominating committee, and rule out the possibility for civil nomination, the oppositions want to disregard it. However, they have to realize. That without this same piece of MPC decision, there would be no reference to the timetable of 2017 for CE election by universal suffrage. If one is sincere to see universal suffrage in 2017, one has to be realistic and practical to work under this constitutional framework. Article 45 of the Basic Law. Has laid down three different stages for achieving universal suffrage. The first stage is the selection of CE candidate by the nominating committee. The second stage is one person one vote, electing our CE by Hong Kong people. And the third stage is the appointment of CE by the Central People's Government. Article forty-five is about a mechanism. Involving public power, to demonize the role of the nominating committee serves no use at all for the purpose of achieving universal suffrage for CE election in 2017. If the opposition insists to include civic nomination, which is outside the scope of Article 45. 
I'm extremely pessimistic that we could reach any consensus for 2017. A civic nomination does not accord with the legislative intent of the Basic Law. Another allegation is that without civic nomination, there will not be any true universal suffrage. I can hardly agree to that, as I don't see universal suffrage should be labelled as true or false. These slogans would only make the process of reaching consensus more difficult. I truly hold the view that one should come back to the basic law and focus on the formation of the nominating committee. We have no time to waste. In the past, the nominating committee. Has always been under severe attack. The opposition described it as an unfair threshold for the CE candidate. I don't see it that way. Instead, the nominating committee, based on the four sectors, can be seen as a safety valve for Hong Kong not to go to an extreme in terms of public policy. In fact, the four sectors, as suggested by the MPC decision. Are not as bad. Let's try to look at it from a different angle. The fair distribution of the nominating committee members across these four sectors may help to ensure the future CE candidates to be equipped with the ability to lead Hong Kong with regard to economic and political development. The leadership of CE is very important. He has to have the ability to balance the economic and political interests of different sectors in Hong Kong, and has to handle well the relationship between the central government and the SAR government. If not, he will not be able to ensure the prosperity of Hong Kong. Under the Basic Law, Hong Kong will remain to be a capitalist system, and continue to practice a low tax system. Which is the attraction for many international and local investors. I understand that both of you are particularly fond of the Hong Kong taxation system, and thus chose to work here for few years before. In fact, Hong Kong people treasure political stability and economic prosperity. From all points of view. The whole purpose to develop our political system is to make Hong Kong better, but not worse. I'm sure you do share my view, and hope that you could come back to Hong Kong again and spend time with my family. Sincerely yours, Priscilla, Hong Kong. <laughs>